This season of Crazy Sexy Food is sponsored by KeyJays. KeyJays is an independent family-run business that has been making speciality sauces for professional chefs and home cooks like myself since 1985. KeyJays first launched with its goldfish brand Curry Sauce Concentrates. More recently, they launched Taste KeyJays of Suffolk. Inspired by travels to wonderful destinations around the world, these are six authentic, quick and easy cook-in sauces and four Asian-inspired squeezy sauces. My particular favourites are the Spanish tomato sauce with its added paprika, as well as the Thai po chilli sauce to rev up my meals. Order my favourites as well as the whole collection from keyjayssources.co.uk. That's K-E-E-J-A-Y-S sources.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. I'm interested not only in food, but the people behind the food and the stories behind the people. Each episode, I sit down and talk all things food with well-known personalities, industry insiders and people who, well, just love their food. Today, I'm joined by one of the nation's most loved models and presenters, Lisa Snowden. She first caught her eyes as the face of infamous commercials for Lynx, Neutrogena, Triumph and Mercedes, to name but a few, and has graced the covers of Vogue, Elle and Marie Claire. She then embarked on a presenting career, fronting Britain's Next Top Model, the Capital FM Breakfast Show, and she has appeared on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here and Strictly Come Dancing, where she came third. Did I also mention she was featured in FHM's 100 Sexiest Woman 10 times? (laughs) I fancy her even more now. (laughs) Nowadays, her gorgeous down-to-earth personality and model looks brighten up my weekly mornings as she presents the fashion segment on This Morning. It's a pleasure to have her on the podcast today. Lisa, thank you for joining Yay, me. In Finally. The flesh. <laughs> yes, we, we meet. Tr- we've tried this about five times. Oh my gosh. Uh, we had Wi-Fi issues during yep. lockdown. We've had other all sorts situations, situations. cropped up we've had <laughs> obstacles thrown at us left right and center but we finally but sit we are here yeah and how are you i'm really well how has this year been for you it's been so bizarre yeah it really has and you know i just have wobbles every now and then thinking about what's coming next do you know what i mean because mm. i think we've all just really tried to push on and to adapt and to adjust and to do what we can you know in order to keep our our energies up, our, you know, just be keeping positive. You know, that lack of contact, that lack of seeing my parents is just still hideous. I really can't handle it. And, um, you know, obviously it's so many people are in so many awful situations. So I do thank my lucky stars every day. But it's been a weird one and it's so not over yet either. It's so, I think that's the issue for me. If I knew that there was an end game yeah. and an end date... Mm-hmm. We can work towards Absolutely, it, Absolutely, right? but it keeps moving. It the goalpost keeps moving. moving. Did you see the thing I posted the other day? It was like, if 2020 was a pizza topping, it yeah, would be pubes. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that sums up I actually, 2020 I actually need to put that up on the uh, crazy sexy free one because, to. I mean, it, it's just... It's like, can I yeah. get a refund on this pizza, please? Well, I'm also, <laughs> I'm not celebrating... Well, I am celebrating my birthday this month, but I am not ageing a year. That's good. Because I just There's feel no like this has been a cancelled year. Yeah. <laughs> 
feel cheated. It's not, it's like, it's almost like it doesn't exist. And we all started off so positively at the beginning of the year. It was like 2020. It's such a great number. It's going to be our year. New decade. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I just thought collectively we, we must have fucked it up. I no, I mean, literally it couldn't have gone. I actually do think about New Year's Eve. I mean, I didn't really do anything for it, but I remember thinking this is it. Mm. New decade, really powerful. Yeah. I mean, it literally couldn't have gone fucking no, worse absolutely. if we tried. I know it's, and, and I just, I'm just trying to keep positive, but I do get a little bit down. Yeah. I have to be honest. And that's and okay. Yeah. Um, and I just have to just realize that I just be kind to myself, you know, totally. just, and it's just, it's just a bit emotional from time to time. And I just worry about people and I worry about my parents and, you know, people that are poorly in hospital and all this mm. stuff. And I, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. I just don't know how we can't, why we haven't got a handle on it. So speaking to people in Japan, there are a thousand cases. There's so many people in Japan and they're like, what are you doing over there? Well, it's like, what, are, what aren't you doing over there? That's a, that's a separate conversation off that. air. Let's talk about <laughs> yummy food and so you've just come from act this morning. Yeah, I have come from this morning. When you are sort of filming for things like that, that's obviously an early start. What are you usually having for breakfast that early in the morning? So I've been sometimes fasting. Okay. Yeah, so a couple of times a week I might not eat um, in the morning until, so maybe lunchtime. Um, and it kind of works for me because I haven't been exercising as much in lockdown. I have definitely not been doing any cardio, been doing a bit of weights, a bit of Pilates mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I find for me, it just helps to skip out breakfast a couple of times a week. But this morning, for example, Ooh. I had an, a couple of almonds and a fig. Ooh, I had a fig. I love a fig. <laughs> I love a fig. I really do. So good for you as yeah. well, full of fibre. Keep you regular, as my dad says. Um, <laughs> as and my mum says and too. I, and, then I, and then I went, and then this morning I had some papaya, and this is a very, very posh Ooh. breakfast. Papaya, which I love, with some um, goat's yoghurt and some of those. Do you know I sprinkle on that? Is it Linwoods? And they're sort of like these sort of flaxseed and yes, Brazil nuts, and they're all milled down. in the cupboard. And they're great to put on like your cereals, Brilliant. your porridge, your fruit and stuff like that. And it kind of balances out the fruit sugars with the... Mm-hmm. Um, with your proteins. Mm-hmm. So I had that. And then I've got salmon in my bag. Yeah. Can we just... She- <laughs> <laughs> I've got salmon. I always have just-in-case food. I'm I love real- I like snacker. it. But it was sort of Lisa arrived with her bag and she brought out her selection of drinks. <laughs> and then she had a little Tupperware. Thinking, I thought that maybe there'd be some seeds and some nuts in there. But she did have some salmon. So this is pan-fried salmon, <laughs> which... Bloody stinks now, let's be honest. I've got to eat that. That's going to not be... That doesn't travel that well, does it? It's like a banana. It's like, how do you age a banana? Put it in a rucksack. Um, It's that kind of vibe. But yeah, I've, I've always been a bit of a... I squirrel away things I like to have food with me and I do I do love snacking and I like to have healthy stuff with me when I was on the Capital Breakfast show my nickname was Eggy Eggy Snowden <laughs> because I used to take two boiled eggs every morning hard boiled eggs that I boiled the night before in my handbag that when I started cracking them open in the studio the most disgusting that smell and they'd be like Snowy what's that and I'd be like sorry and I'd just be eating my boiled eggs um, can't eat eggs anymore. I literally overdid it for about five no years. Way. I ate two really? eggs every day. Literally, be careful because you might become <laughs> intolerant to them if you do anything too much. Everything catches up with you in the end. So yeah, I can't eat eggs anymore. But um, so now I'm just moving on to salmon. Okay. I wonder what we, I wonder what will be in the next culprit. I'll be like, I can't eat salmon. I don't know what it what it will be. I'll keep you posted. I just say it doesn't smell. Is no. that, I mean, if you want a fork, I'm more than happy I've for got you a to fork. eat. Don't I've worry. Got, she's got everything. Okay. <laughs> Everyone take a leaf out of uh, Lisa's book. <laughs> so I just want to take it back to your childhood a bit. What was life like growing up? You grew up just outside London. Mm-hmm. What were you eating? Who was cooking? You know, was food important in your family? 
Food, when I look back, my mum did all the cooking, but it was very, um, oof, it wasn't very exciting, I have to be honest. Um, it was all sort of, you know, bird's eye potato waffles and Finder's crispy pancakes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, still, still very delicious. <laughs> I mean, you know, and like, you know, do you remember those uh, Frey Bentos steak and kidney pies? Mm-hmm. It was all these sort of very easy convenience, lots of tins. I remember lots of, you know, tinned fruit and, um, you know, sometimes we'd have cauliflower cheese with a little bit of gammon, but it was boiling the bag cod. It was all these very sort I of 70s. I, I had ga- gammon as well, smash, which was my worst. Smash bit. potato, yeah. instant smash. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, you know, I got down with all that sort of stuff, but oh, yeah. it was very easy, convenient food. And, um, my mum would occasionally, well, she'd do a roast on a Sunday. Um, but it was like vegetables that were very overboiled. Um, she's not, she's not, she's never admit, you know, she knows that she's not a good cook. Bless her. She's never been that into food, still not now even. So, um, it's, but for me, it's such a massive priority. Mm. Um, and when I look back, it wasn't very exciting at all. My nana and granddad, my nanny used to cook a lot. So when we used to go over there, and actually I was born in Harlow because my nan and granddad lived in Sawbridgeworth. And so we were living them, with them whilst my mum and dad, whilst I was in her tummy. And then straight after I was born, we were there for a couple of weeks or a month. And then we moved to Welling Garden City in Hertfordshire. So we used to spend a lot of time over at my nan and granddad's and she used to cook a lot. Um, and that food was delicious. So mm. delicious roasts, you mm. know, and um, lots of roast beef and, you know, standard kind of roast. Um, but when we were little, yeah, it was very basic food. Um, we didn't have much money, so it was, um, like I said, just like lots of vegetables and lots of, um, easy to cook. But did you have any sort of interest? Like, were you helping your mum in the kitchen or was it sort of quite separated in that sense? I mean, it was... The thing that I love to cook, and I and I still do this now, was spaghetti cheese. So just loads of spaghetti, oh. grilled cheddar cheese, and then we'd put it under the grill and just yes. and I'd sit in front of the oven and just watch it bubble. And that is the ultimate comfort it food. It is, isn't it? And I yeah. still do that now with my food because I love to look through the oven and see what's going on. And it just takes me back to being in front, you know, warm in front of the cooker, mm-hmm. sitting on the floor just mm-hmm. watching yeah. the food I still grill do it or bubble and bake. <laughs> and so um, in that respect, I did help her a little bit. Um, I think I kind of was interested in food. And then I started traveling when I was quite, you know, when I was about sort of 18, 19, I lived in Japan. So that was a kind of real eye-opener um, food-wise. And actually a bit of a shock to the system because I was like, what is that? I'm not eating that, you know. It was a couple of really crazy things like sea urchins and mm. even a lot of the food in the bento boxes. It was really colorful, but you couldn't associate, you didn't know what it was, Um and I'm very much eat with my eyes, or I was eat, eat with my eyes kind of girl. Um, but then I started going to sort of Arizona. I remember having guacamole and having sort of Mexican food. And I'd come back to Willing Garden. I'd be like, guys, you've got to try this. And I'd buy all the spices and I'd make guacamole. And it was like, I was sort of educating my, you know, because Absolutely. I was getting to eat. I mean, I didn't even have Chinese food. I didn't yeah. try anything really exotic. But I was about um, to say, but that food, I think at the time in, in the UK was exotic. You know, Mexican food, guacamole, you're saying, yeah. Japanese food. Mm. People didn't really no. eat that. It wasn't like it is nowadays. No, 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 absolutely not. So you went to Italia Conti. Yep. While you were sort of in your teens, what were you wanting to potentially do with your life? I like, wanted to be on stage. You wanted to be on stage. I went to see Cats when I was 11 <sighs> with my nan and granddad. My granddad fell asleep. <laughs> And I couldn't believe it. And we were really close to the front and he was snoring away. And I was just like mesmerized. Because you know, when you go to see cats, you're literally on the stage, aren't you almost? You're there. And I was just like, ah, what is this? I just loved it. And I was like, granddad, how are you sleeping through this? This is like life changing. And so I left there and I was like, that is it. I just want to be, I want to be on stage. 
I want to sing, I want to dance, I want to perform. And so I was going to dancing classes and sort of singing and acting and doing all that stuff after school every day. And my teacher, um, Melanie, she said, when I was 14, she said, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to stage school. I want to, I, I want to do, oh, no, I want to be perform. I want to be a performer. So she said, you should go to stage school when you're 16, but why don't you go and do an audition now when you're 14, just so that you aren't as scared when you're 16. You've got it under your belt. You kind of know what to expect and you're prepared. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. So we prepared all of the songs, the dance. You have to do quite a lot. You have to jump through quite a few hoops. And I ended up going and doing the um, audition and they accepted me on the day and I did not expect it. And I think they just, when I look back now, I think they just needed to fill that quota of people. I feel like somebody okay. must have dropped out. And so they said, get her to fill the position. Um, because the headmaster was like, she's not the greatest singer or the greatest dancer, but there's something about her. <laughs> we want your money, basically. <laughs> no, they so, saw something early, Lisa. <laughs> but, so I went to Italian Conti. So I was like 14 years old, traveling up to London by myself in my little kilt and my little blazer and just sort of slightly out of my depth and all these really cool chicks from London and... Actually, that's when I first had a Taco Bell. Oh my, they had Taco Bell? Taco in Bell and Piccadilly <gasps> near the Trocadero. So that's where I went there when I was about 15 and I had a curly perm. And I remember just oh, thinking, fabulous. I'd never had a taco before in my life. It was like the hard shell beef spicy yeah, taco. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. It was like a taste sensation. It was like the best thing I'd ever eaten. And I didn't know how to eat it because it kind of crunches and collapses. Yeah, and I was yeah, sort of yeah. trying to watch everybody else to sort of know what's the etiquette of how to eat a taco. But that was my first kind of, you know, I was hanging out in London. I was with all the cool girls, lived in Chelsea. I was like, oh. and there was people from all over the country. But, you know, it was a very, it was a great time. It was a great time. But I definitely wasn't the best thing or the best dancer. <laughs> I assume I'm sort of fast forwarding a little bit, but you then get scouted by Premier Models. It wasn't by Premier, it was by a smaller agency. Okay. And it wasn't while I was lap dancing. Or oh, I was about to say, is that, is that true or is that not true? I wish Were I, you on a pole yeah, dancing? I wish I was on a pole dancing. Have you ever tried to pole dance? It's the hardest thing in the world. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's girls. one of the most incredible exercises. Oh, I, I really want to go and do classes. I know, I do too. Yeah. And I watch it, it's absolutely in- Fabulous. I'm mesmerised. Yeah, me too. So we went to Vegas, actually, the capital. We're jumping all over the place here. My brain's like... Doo, 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 no, doo, doo. I love it. And um, we went in Vegas. You have to do a pole dancing class, of course. I literally did an hour's class of just walking around the pole. Nothing crazy at all. And I was dripping with sweat. The, the, just the moves and just the way you're leaning back and you're pulling in that sort of tension between you and your body and the pole and everything is incredible mm. so I can't imagine what it's like once you start actually climbing mm. and then you, the thighs are wrapped around it like solid thighs of steel I have a couple um, of friends who've done classes and their thighs were so bruised yeah, up yeah I've heard that you've got to have such deep core strength for something like that I know it looks beautiful oh it though. is beautiful it's absolutely stunning yeah. so I wish I was a pole dancer I, I wish I was a pole dancer <laughs> the quote the one quote the quote that gets there we go <laughs> My work here is I mean, done. I'll be honest with you, Lisa. I kind of wish I was a pole dancer. Oh, my God. I, wish I, I mean, I, I do too. Well, you should get a pole in here. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I might get Imagine. one. We just like elevate those flat, after actually. parties you can, get these, you can get these sort of retractable ones that yeah. sort of like fit according to your... Leah would love it. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> but no, I wasn't dancing on a pole. I was on a podium at a club not far from here. It was like... Um, it was a night called MFI. It was like on the Westway or something. It wasn't and it, subterranean. It wasn't was subterranean, it? but it was close to subterranean. Okay. But it was like a proper rave. And I was oh like God. just raving. I jumped up onto the podium and just was just like, loved the tune, just had a little boogie. And somebody was like, Excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, Yes. She was like, Do you want to be a model? And I was like, What? And I was no. like, I had a few drinks. And uh, I was like, 
really? And she gave me her card and I sort of left it for a couple of weeks and then I ended up calling her and, I, and then I joined the agency and it was okay. I started working a little bit, but then I joined Premier. And so what sort of year was this? This would have been... <clears throat> that would have been, so I was 19, so 30 years ago. Wow, okay. Yeah. So 1990. And at this time, so you, you sort of get into the modelling industry. How, what was your attitude to food like at this point? You know, because the modelling industry yeah. has a bit of a rep. It did but have a bit of a reputation. But stage school too. Yeah. Like you go from like, because I never wanted to be a hardcore ballet dancer and I didn't obviously ever have, and I started to get quite tall. So when I was 14, I was quite petite. Then I just shut up at 16. But you can imagine that there are like sort of hardcore dancers at Italia Conti, at all stage schools, performing arts schools. And so food had started to... I could see that that had, could be an issue for some mm. people. But because I was picked on when I was little for being so tiny and so skinny, like hideously bullied for a long time, that um, I just ate and ate and ate. And I just honestly couldn't put on any weight. I mean, my mum, she used to just give me everything possibly, the, everything possible that was so fattening when I was little, like double-decker, you know, snacks and Twixes and peanuts. And really? Because oh. I, she, was, she was like, you'll thank me when you're older, you'll thank me when you're older. But I was so tiny and they were so mean to me. So I, food had never been an issue for me, apart mm. from I just wanted to consume as much as I possibly could. Um, so, yeah, I was just bring on the food. I couldn't eat enough, honestly. And that was the case up until a few years ago. <laughs> to, got into my 40s and that changed. Hence the fasting from time to time. <laughs> to sort of slightly monitor my calorie intake now rather than I just to consume as much as I possibly could. But when you were sort of in your early 20s and your, you know, your modelling career is yeah. thriving, you know, you do have an incredibly beautiful figure. And I'm not just saying it because you're sitting in front of me and I'm trying to sort of, you know, suck up to you. But you do and you, you sort of epitomise what a real woman should look like. You've got, you know, curves. You've got great pair of boobs thank you very um, which we you have bonded have over in the past <laughs> Amazing um, you know were you confident about these curves no at the time no not at all and actually when I look back at the pictures and people say you were so curvy I really wasn't curvy I just had boobs but Do you know what I mean to like that 90s yeah. so like heroin chic yeah. and androgynous yeah, yeah 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 so no so I started at that time and I just missed that sort of supermodel, Versace, Claudia Schiffer, Helena Christensen, all really curvaceous. Not really curvaceous, but they yeah. equally have boobs yeah. as well. So cut to a year later, a season later, and it is that androgyny, that heroin chic, you know, that sort of Corinne Day. It was all very... Yeah. And I was just like, slightly missed the boat. So I was in Paris, I was in Milan, and I just didn't fit the clothes. And I got cancelled from shoots. And I got told to lose weight. And I was just like, hang on a minute. Like, what the fuck is going on? I've been skinny all my life. Now you want me... I just... And in my head, it just didn't sit with me. And so I just left. I left Paris. And then I left Milan. And I was like... Because they took me in the toilet. They were like, we need to see your body. What's going on? Okay, you need to lose weight from here. And I was like, how am I going to lose weight from my boobs? They were like, just donate. And I was like, no. So I just come home. And in Paris, I went to a show. And I go to my rail. And it was like this little flimsy little bit of something. And I was like, I can't wear that. It's not going to fit. They were like, no, it's not going to fit. You must go. So I'd go, I remember God. designers actually hitting me on my chest, like asking me just to like be more concave. Um, and so I came home and thank God I did. And thank God I had a good enough head on my shoulders to say, you know what, this is the wrong territory for me. I don't want to do high fashion. If I have to compromise myself and my happiness and not eat, then I'm going to come home. And I literally came home and booked the Special K advert, which pretty much changed my life because I didn't just do one commercial, I did about five. And from that five commercials, FHM picked up on me 
Then they started putting me in the magazines. Then MTV started seeing me. And that was just how and it happened. And it was just that rollable yeah. effect. And it was that, thank God I had that head on my shoulders. I look back now and just to say, this doesn't sit well with me. I'm not going to compromise Good my health you. and ha- just Good so I can you. fit into a tiny wisp of something. Um, and, it, you know, I'm not slagging the, mod- the modelling industry because it's been fabulous for me. I've had a great career. But I just think if people start too young or if they've perhaps had any kind of issues or, or insecurities or eating disorders as a you know it, it can flick that switch again and it could be quite temperamental so I um luckily just came home and was like nah you're all right I think what I admire from that is that you hear so many stories of that exact scenario in Paris you the clothes don't fit you someone's telling you every possible thing about you that's wrong mm. that needs to be lost mm. you for, for someone quite young and sort of embarking in this industry you you had a lot of strength to yeah. be able to be like no yeah I don't know how when I look back I don't really know how I just sort of I think perhaps the it, when you, like recently I've been thinking a lot and it's I think this year we've all been very reflective haven't we and, and you know we've just sort of really you know you look at the little things you look at your life you think well, how have I ended up here and actually I think the bullying from when I was in infant school into my teen into my secondary school gave me a thick skin and I mm. think I just somehow toughened up more than I ever thought I think I was tougher than I thought I was, basically. So um, in that respect, everything happens for a reason and it takes you to where you are now. So um, I guess I just... I think food was such a big passion. Like, when I did discover all these delicious tastes, I was like, why would I want to not eat? And And deny myself And deny myself. There's a world of culinary delights that I've yet to even, you know, discover. I'm not going to do that. And so thankfully I just, yeah... And in your modelling career, what was your favourite job that you did? What was the only that sort of stood out for you? There were so many and they were so different. They were so funny. Um, I loved the commercials because I loved that kind of moving camera, you know, that sense of sort of spontaneity and, you know, uh, and and more fun and energy. Um, And I I guess that also brought out that your stage school training as well, in in a sense, because it was a bit of, it is a bit of performing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was only there for two years, (laughs) but yeah. Still. No, No, absolutely. It does give you a little bit of that sort of training. Um, Yeah. I could perform a bit and, you know, just be comfortable I guess enough to sort of improvise or do silly things and mm. not feel ridiculous mm. um but yeah it's 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 all been really varied and I don't think I could pick a job I mean there was moments when I pinched myself like you know head to toeing Dior and you know beautiful hotel with a bodyguard like watching over me not so I don't run off with all the jewelry <laughs> desperately tempted to run out the window like disappear down Champs-Élysées to do a runner um but yeah it's, there's been some great shoots and I love the process of the makeup and the hair and I love the lighting and I love the drama. I love that whole storytelling. I think it's really fun. But equally, I had great time on catalogue shoots. Mm. You know, we'd go off to Barbados like a crew of us and we'd just party our asses off and just go out yes. drinking rum punch and then somehow next day I wake up and shoot and like <laughs> so you know sometimes quite bad clothes but make them look fabulous in locations and style them out and that was really fun because I came, became really friendly with all the crews and the makeup artists and the cameramen and the photographers and stuff so it was like old friends just going on holiday so I look back with very fond memories present day and I would say actually also this infamous year you detail a lot of interest sort of in healthy eating wellness cooking I have been following quite a bit of your videos uh, on social media how important is 
leading sort of a healthy life for you is it or, or is it all about moderation it's about balance absolutely balance um I was thinking on the way here I wonder what she's gonna ask me about food and I was like what what do I like to eat <laughs> I like to eat a little bit of everything and I think um life's too short to deny yourself stuff I think it's Completely about balance and I think you know I do need to um exercise for mental health and then when I exercise I want to eat well and I think it all just goes hand in hand and I think I love the I love cooking my own food I love knowing what's going in it I love going to the fridge and finding random stuff and just making something work like that for me is is a successful meal um just kind of I call it a smorgasbord of just like random stuff you're really good at that Mm, I've noticed that mm. you're very good at sort of going into the fridge and being like okay I've got a bit of salmon left over a random packet of spinach this that and I'm yeah. going to yeah. you know like is that just sort of years of kind of <clears throat> knowing about flavor and tra- I think maybe traveling and- yeah maybe I'm, I'm actually really good with flavor like I really like I just make stuff up and mm. I just know how I want it to taste um so I've always been that person that I started to then when I went to restaurants and try delicious things I would then try and recreate them at home and that's just kind of what I do so I've got a cupboard full of spices I always have my herbs I always have my chili my garlic my ginger you know my sort of staples and I think once you've got that and if you've got a bit of cheese you can make anything work cheese I mean? makes everything better <laughs> just, just add a bit is of cheese is there anything that cheese like no. shouldn't go no. with I mean <laughs> just cheese add a bit of cheese if in doubt just put some cheese on top um if you are doing the slightly um everything in moder- no oh. no actually the oh. complete opposite oh, right. um everything in moderation what is a treat day for you um truffle chips oh. with parmesan pizza loads of spaghetti so all the bits extra like cheese yeah. yeah you know carbs yeah like fish pie with loads of creamy mashed potato yeah. cheese on top yeah. grilled <laughs> basically just all the really good comfort food yeah. i love any i love potatoes cooked any way okay you can fry them you can chip them you can bake them you can cream them you can smash them you can do whatever <laughs> basically i should have a potato commercial i mean i mean <laughs> listen after this mccain's are going to be calling <laughs> oh my god yeah and what are some of your specialities at home because obviously you've been cooking a lot this year <laughs> yeah i don't know i do cook a good bit of fish I like a nice bit of pan-fried halibut oh, with halibut. some like little baby roast potatoes with sort of like chili and garlic, um, kale, crispy kale, um, pan-fried asparagus. Quite simple food. I'm not sort of good with jus and you know the sort of the fancy sort of process that the proce- that's doing that sort of long process of food. Um, I've got my thermomix, which is great, so I can make like soups Ooh, and you can do oh, okay. so it heats in it. You can cook in it, but you can also chop and you can steam. It's a you need oh to my yeah God. you okay. need to get on board that with sounds one of them. fabulous and your mum would love chops it too as well yeah so it chops and it sautés and it needs bread it's got so many honestly it's like a little oh, they have them all large? in europe yeah they have yeah, them I've, all in europe everybody has it. one that's yeah. all they have because they've got smaller kitchens in some of the european cities so they don't have the whole sort of ovens and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll just have this thermomix and you can do a lot of stuff we would have maybe one oven and a thermomix rather than all the extra bits and pieces when you're not at home where are some of your favorite restaurants Oh, God, it seems so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, the last meal that I had in a restaurant before lockdown was Jim Carner. <gasps> oh, my God. Lord have yeah. mercy. Oh, yeah. The food there, the prawns. He's Phenomenal. Like, if you haven't been there, it's like the, the most delicious Indian food posh Indian mm. and the, the restaurant burnt down and so they sort of relaunched yeah. and I think it was the end of last year or maybe this year it's blending I don't yeah. remember but yeah that was one of the last feasts that I had there 
ironically, there were six of us, but um, that was delicious. Uh, so I love that because I love the rice and I love they do lovely salmon in there and prawns and lots of vegetable dishes, but also goat and all sorts of your meaty stuff too. Um, I love Japanese. I love Japanese food, so obviously Nobu. I've never been to dining, so and I've heard that that is incredible. Um, apparently, it is me- everyone I ask. Everywhere it looks stunning. Will say that their favourite Japanese restaurant is dining. I know, so and they I have two now as well. Really? Yeah, they've got one in Baker Street and one in Chelsea. Right, oh, it's Baker Street. It's not Marlebone. Well, it's it's sort of, it depends. It depends, same, same. sort of. I I call it Baker Street because it's right where my school used to be. Okay, which I wouldn't call Marlebone, but. Sort of, it's on the other side. It's, it's like when it's I was on... living in Camden, I called it Primrose Hill. My yeah. friend was like, no, you're in Camden, babe. Yeah, it's like, depending on who I was with when I was younger, it's like I came from Notting Hill and some people I was like, come from Labrick Road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it really depends it's a street on... away. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I really wanted to know. So I mentioned that you were on I'm a Celebrity in 2016. Yeah. What is the food situation like over there? Are you actually in starvation mode? Yeah. Are people really going mad? Yeah. And we were lucky on our year because, I say we, I barely did any challenges on my own, but the camp were getting 10 stars, 9, 10 stars. So we effectively should have been in absolute heaven. But the food basket comes down. I was the cook as well. I don't know if you ever saw this series. So I cooked everything. The the food basket comes down and you don't know what's in it. And then everything in there is edible. So you can eat every part of every vegetable, but it's stuff that you've never heard of. And um, crocodile tail will be in there, which actually was one of the most delicious things. But you've got no oil, you've got no spices, you've got nothing, you've got no salt and pepper. And it's just, you know, our year we had a, an allotment. So I, as soon as I got there, planted everything up just to, in hope that we would get something in those two weeks. <laughs> Um, I got, <laughs> yeah, there was like a sort of, I got a little bit of like a garlic kind of a spring oniony garlicky shoot, which I'd chop up and I'd use a little bit of that, just anything, you know, I was just tasting, I was like tasting, sniffing, tasting and people were like, what is she doing? Um, so I just tried to get some flavor out of it, but there's seen something called like a squab, which was almost like a little weird, tiny little bony bird. And it was like, well, I mean, what do you do with that? I, I, by the time you sort of cooked it down and, you know, I thought, well, I'll boil the bones. We could make a broth. We could add that to the rice. You could, you know, try. But without any salt, I swear to God, it just, it's oily. It's disgusting. And it's bony. So people wouldn't eat it. So the, the main staple of our diet is beans and rice. Um, so that was really boring. Hence the fact that we all lose so much weight. Like, you just shred. And you've just, you're just drinking water. And 24 hours is a, is a long amount of time. I'm just convinced if I ever did something like that, I'd just sneak some stuff in. Yeah. Like snack-wise. Thinking by it, I should have. You probably could have because they didn't check my bag. I've got to say. Yeah, I should have just rammed it. Just but even just salt it. and stuff like that. I have to just, if you don't mind, state your age, which, well, there was a bit of discrepancy earlier this yes, year Daddy because Wikipedia. of Wikimedia. Um, you are 48 years old going on 28. Ah. You, well... I need to know what are you, what are you, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> what are you eating? I know. Well, you, I eat a lot of salmon because I'm actually just Amigas. sitting here staring at you, and I'm like, Amiga, Amiga three, Amiga six, Amiga nine. They are so good for your skin. I mean, if you follow me, you know I do a shitload of like self care as well. Yeah, and I always have, and I think you know because of the modelling days. The one thing I did take from that was drink a lot of water, and I've always taken vitamin C. So both of those are really good for your skin. Okay, um, hydration, sleep. I haven't really been going out much in lockdown, so I've been more rested. Some nights, obviously not, but, you know, that's obviously just stress and worry. Um, but, yeah, and I, and I go and see a great lady called Dr. Galena who does great facials. I always end my interviews with a few quick-fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. 
My favourite snack in the entire world is a packet of crisps. Oh what God. is your favourite flavour of crisp and why? I love Twiglets. <gasps> I love Twiglets. Love them? Yeah, no one I, said that. No, I love Twiglets. But they, are they crisps because they're baked? I don't know. I mean... I mean, they go down in the snack category. Yeah, okay. So that's different. So I mean, then, they are. I don't know. That's that's up for I love discussion. Them. I love them. And I love them. What I do is I have a whole bottle of water with them. So I feel like I'm doing, I'm balancing. So Because they're so, like, so salty, salty, aren't they? So I, like, sort of think I suck off the, like, <laughs> yeah, deliciousness. Too. And then I'm like, water, 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 water. And then I just... <sighs> so I have this sort of, like, sucking, crunching situation. And then I love... Oh, my God, I just love crisps. I love potatoes. So it's, like, of salt course, and vinegar. Yes. Ready, salted. I'm asking the right person. You know, it's like... But then I've kind of branched out into a few little hummus chips and a oh, lentil yes. chip. We've got and so, I've got some lentil chips yeah. in the they're delicious anything that's crunchy i really like which my dentist is like crunchy and salty yes exactly (laughs) um that could go down a very dangerous road um what is the craziest food you've ever eaten blowfish sperm (laughs) 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 that shocked you didn't it yeah, was in that Japan. on? I was about to no, say that no. wasn't on Amazon. No, it's a delicacy in japan you can actually only get it for two years two months two weeks of the year and so we were at a sushi bar in um, down in a place called Onomichi, which is down near Hiroshima. And it was like we were in the sushi bar with this amazing guy who was this big sushi man, like big kind of sushi master. And on the weekends, he dressed up as Elvis. It was like the perfect wow. night out. And uh, you kind of, when we go to Japan, George and I, it's a place that we just love to go to. Um, we're dying to get back there. The food is just unreal, as you can imagine. Mm. We're kind of adventurous when we go there. We just try and say, like, okay, what shall we eat? And so they serve serve us. And so on this particular night, it was like blowfish sperm. And I was like, well, we have so to So how does it. it come? What does it look like? So it's just almost like a, it's almost like a sort of um, porridge you know, it's, it, as you imagine it, As you it would be. imagine. Yeah. And what does it taste like? It's actually really nice. It's really creamy. <laughs> As you would imagine it to probably taste yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. It was a sort of a silken tofu-ish, right. but a bit, bit, a little bit, I don't know which, say looser or runnier. I don't know which is going to sound better or worse. I don't know. Yeah. It's as oh, you okay. imagine it to be, but it was actually really delicious. I mean, I wouldn't rush out and like be like, it's blowfish season. We yeah. need to go out and do that. <laughs> Give me some of that sperm. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, <laughs> I, I, but it was good to try it and yeah. your face was priceless. <laughs> Oh my god okay um i don't know if this falls into the same category um what's your most memorable meal <laughs> um oh gosh we george and i went to paris the ho- the, the le bristol hotel mm. in paris they've got a, a restaurant there and uh it's just like is it called le gastronomique i think it might be it's in it's in their hotel and it's like just phenomenal from start to finish it's one of those meals where everything is just so delicate and exquisite and you literally are so stuffed to the brim but that kind of goes down in my memories just because it was just such a lovely romantic evening and beautiful wine and um but then equally in japan there was a place um just outside of tokyo and it was like a ryokan so it's that beautiful sort of japanese traditional place that you'd stay in and all the beds are like you know you've got the tatami mat i can't even speak today the wicker mats on the floor tatami mats and beautiful meal and every and so there was a, and there the presentation because it's just exquisite isn't it it's wow. like immaculate all the presentation and you know that was amazing too so I quite like those slow meals where everything looks beautiful everything is Instagrammable but it's yeah. equally 
tastes better than yeah, it looks. Absolutely. Which is, you know, fabulous. So a couple of those meals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I know the answer to the next question oh, well. as well. Um, what is your favourite food? Yeah, Japanese. Oh, I thought you were gonna say potatoes. Mm. Yes. But I thought okay, so cuisine or food? Okay, I'll allow you to have. I'll I'll, I'll allow you to separate. No, but okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm I'm. I'm trying to get you. I'm, I'm trying to get you. Whore. I'm a trying to get you the deal here. Potatoes, it's potatoes, potatoes. Cut the other thing out. <laughs> no potatoes, I guess, because there's so much variety that you, you so much versatility, mm. um, and it's comfort. It's pure comfort. But if I had to choose a cuisine. I can't Japanese. even choose that because I love Italian too. So it's like I, know. I just love. My so food. it's actually a very difficult question really to ask, is. to be honest, because like, I don't. I don't think there really is a real answer to that question. It also depends on the day. And then chocolate. I love chocolate. No, I know. I know. Like, darker, it's the just better. endless. The most important question I'm going to ask today is: live to eat or eat to live? Live to eat. Good girl. Didn't even have yeah, to good girl. think okay. about it. Yeah. 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 All day long. All, All day long. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much. You are a joy. Uh, You can follow Lisa Snowden on social media at Lisa underscore Snowden. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening this week. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and leave a lovely review. And if you can't get enough of me, follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and do visit the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel where there are plenty of shows for you to watch. Until next time, bye.